0: today we welcome you to our show with uh, new jersey legend uh, ridge high legend greg bozzo the uh, the world according to boz the catcher who was so good that he had to be recruited twice um basically and uh we welcome greg to the show today thank you greg uh, Redshirt red shirt freshman at northeastern university and uh, thanks for coming on thanks for having me mike this will be fun i'm excited. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Greg, Let's, let's just start out with the, the most important question. Anybody who knows you knows you're probably the most energetic human on earth. Um, how do we do it? How do we do it every day? Is it, it is it like a coffee, like uh, kind of IV that's in your veins at night? I mean, how do we, how do we have so much energy all the time? And just, uh, you know, where did that come from?
1: definitely came from my mom she's wired at all hours like I mean not in the morning actually but it, I got a good mix because my dad's a morning person so yeah no it came from my mom and then honestly it's just I'm, I'm I'm like a little kid and like I just I'm playing the game I love you know what I mean I get to wake up as stereotypical and I guess mature as it sounds I, I get to wake up and do what I want to do every day not what I have to do it's it's awesome
0: Absolutely. Now, and, and anybody who's known you known, has known that, that leadership has always been an important thing for you, um, you know, whether it was at, at Ridge High, you know, whether it's just taking any pitcher, any pitching staff kind of under your control, you know, again, when did that kind of emerge in your, th- you know, obviously you're, you're not a year old, two years old thinking I want to be a, a, a leader. What, what did that become important to you in, in, in your kind of playing career?
1: Yeah, I'd say that became most important to me when I was playing with the Diamond Jacks. I played for the Diamond Jacks for six years. And I know you had Mark Gialusi on here, and he mentioned Travis Anderson. And Travis Anderson is an old-school guy, old-school catching guy, who teaches you really how to be a leader and teaches you what the catching position means on the field. What he thinks it means and what I now think it means which is being that rock every like you have so many touches of the ball. And this is something Tom Brady said, I'm watching his man in the arena documentary. You have so many touches of the ball that it's unfair not to hold yourself accountable for the team when you make mistakes and when you lose games, because like I said, you're affecting the game so much. And that mindset that Travis instilled that I obviously improvised and and sort of developed that is what really has just made me into the leader I am today
0: yeah it's true because it's it's always been the one position where look everybody wants to get a hit every time they're up and it's also unrealistic but it's always been the one position that I've been willing to sacrifice some amount of hitting if in turn it was somebody who could you know you're the one guy that's that's you're the one guy that's facing in the other direction every pitch. You're the one guy who's looking out into the field every pitch, you know. And yeah. and if, if we could sacrifice some, you know, I, I didn't care what hitting got sacrifices if if we were getting that back times 10 in, in in leadership. I mean, it's you know, it's the one it it literally is the captain of of the team on the field. You're you're wa- you're watching
1: everything. Yeah, and you're working with so many guys too. I mean, you think of the pitching staff, especially in college and as you get into the pros. Even in high school, I mean, there's so many pitchers and pitchers don't always have their heads screwed on straight. So, well, like, like me, so I mean, I, I can't say much, but, <laughs> but yeah, you're working with those guys every single day and it's so cool to, to go through the process with them.
0: And I, I always thought pitchers were such, you know, they're such perfectionists too. I mean, you literally have to be. To to control your body to 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 throw that repetition and 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 put the ball where you want to. It's almost you know, but the the downside is when you're that much of a perfectionist, it's kind of easy to get caught up in the the details and sometimes lose sight of you know the big picture. And 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 catchers kind of got to be able to smack them back into reality from time to time.
1: Yeah, no, that's a huge part of it. Yeah, I mean, you just got to worry about executing every pitch pitch to pitch. If you don't execute the last one, execute the next one. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. Yep. So let's, let's hit everybody with kind of your backstory to get to to Northeastern because that in itself is, is an interesting thing. You know, you go through your, you know, your career at Ridge, your, your time with the the D-Jacks and you're committed to LaSalle and, you know, coach Miller has an up and coming program and a ton of young talent. And you were a big part of that. And, you know, probably, I guess, Literally less, you know, then you're going through COVID. So your fall season sort of canceled and kind of whatever we kind of did on the fly at the Sandlot anyways, the only way you guys get on the field. Yeah. Um, But, you know, less than a month really into your college life, you find out what?
1: Less, I mean, yeah, late September, we're, uh, we're at home. LaSalle didn't let the students come back. actually. We didn't know at the time, but basketball was there. They kind of snuck them on campus. Uh, but, yeah, no, at the end of September, we got called on a Zoom. Literally, our coaches texted us half an hour before the Zoom call. They were like, listen, we didn't know about this. We just found out. Just hop on a Zoom in 30 minutes, and you'll find out what we're talking about. And we get on the Zoom call, and it's the athletic director and every single student athlete at LaSalle. And they actually they announced, I mean, not only baseball, man, they announced the dropping of seven programs, seven division one athletic programs. That's crazy to me. So yeah, that was the news. So what does that do?
0: I mean, mentally, you're not in school. First of all, like you said, you're at home. You're kind of apart from everybody. Anyway, you kind of see them on the weekends, some of the guys every once in a while or whatever workouts you're able to put together on the side. So you never really started LaSalle kind of in a way. And all of a sudden, you've got to go through that same crazy recruiting process again, right? Because you're you're you you catch you're a baseball player, you're Gregory uh, dot catcher at uh, whatever your email is. It's it's part of what you are. So I mean, you're not going to stay at a, you're not going to stay at a school before your career even starts. Yeah. So no. what, what what's going through your mind mentally at that point, and and how do we get the recruiting process you know restarted?
1: There was a lot going on mentally. Now, now it's looking back, it's like different than obviously very different and I'm blessed now, but looking back, there was a lot of like, those were some dark, some dark times, you know, I mean, everyone has them. And I was coming off of not even playing my senior year where we were, I think we were preseason ranked in the state. Obviously, we had a lot of guys receiving preseason accolades. Like we were supposed to be really, really good that year and really make some noise. Shout out Connor Byrne. They just won the state championship and followed up our legacy. Good. I love those guys.
0: Uh,
1: Yeah, I'm happy they got it. Yeah, they got the sectional championship. So I was very happy for them. I went to one of those games. Yeah. So that's good for them. But yeah, no. So coming off of that, we lost, I lost the COVID season. The whole team lost our, we lost our season. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so excited to get to LaSalle, finally get to play again. You know what I mean? I'll finally be a part of a team again. And when you hear this news, it's like, am I ever like, am I ever playing baseball again? Like it's crazy. But honestly, with that said, as soon as I got off the zoom call, there had been some talks of maybe they were dropping our program and it was like sort of a joke. But as soon as our coaches told us to get on a zoom call in half an hour, I assumed the worst. And I know, I guess you're not supposed to do that, but I did. And I was right. So I think that helped me. And as soon as I get off that, that phone call, obviously, I mean, my mom was right there. She just started crying. We called my dad. He was at work. I mean, like, I've never seen that guy cry. And he was like, it was crazy. So. Yeah, so we just and then I called I called my previous coaches like my Diamond Jack coaches, my recruiting coach, like uh, some of my catching coaches. Ani Ramos, I know Mark mentioned he's an amazing person, and JT Kroger has helped me so much. He's the man. Called those guys and told them, and basically they had the they they sort of were were that initial like all right let's go like they sort of gave that to me too. They were like all right well no looking back. Let's look forward and see what your options are. So they immediately started calling coaches, emailing coaches, emailing scouts, whatever they could do to help me find a new home. And and obviously it worked because uh, I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm at Northeastern and, and that's, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's, you know, Northeastern university, you know, you end up at one of the best mid major, you know, non P five, but kind of that, that second kind of thought of level as far as conferences, but, you know, one of the best programs in the country, you know, NCAA team last year, you go through a, you know, a 20 game winning streak during the season. Um, Just an insane year. You go to now you're, you're, you're throughout, you're handling pens with, with two guys. I'll let you talk about them. Two guys who are probably going to go in the top five rounds, at least of the, uh, of the, of the next draft you know, it's, it's crazy, right? From like the lowest of the lows that if you kind of stick to your, your plan and, and, and have good people pushing you, you know, lifting you up that, that amazing things can happen. So, so tell us about how much we love Boston and how much we love Northeastern University.
1: Yeah, no, those, those are my, oh my gosh, that's my family, man. I mean, they were so accepting of me right away, obviously coming out of in the mid-year. So coming in obviously the new kid tried to just stay quiet, keep my head down, but that's just not my personality. So it didn't really work out. too well. Stay
0: quiet and keep your head down. That's so much, like it's so much Greg.
1: Yeah. So I guess that plan kind of fell through, but no, they accepted me like for my high energy, for, for who I was, which was amazing. And yeah, just to talk about just Cam and Seb and shout them out real quick. I mean, I could shout out all the guys, but Seb just, He's so polished as a pitcher, and you can see it. I always tell him he looks like DeGrom. He loves when I tell him that. <laughs> and uh, no, he really, I think his mechanics really do, though. And he's just been working so hard on all four of his pitches, being able to throw all of them for strikes, command all of them whenever he wants. And he obviously had a great year last year, looking to improve even more on that this year. And then you got Cam Schlittler, who had a 1 6, I think, ERA. Last one, he was in the ones last year and just like burst out on the scene. You know what I mean? Not like a huge, huge. He was obviously a very big recruit, but not like didn't have like this like huge name brand around him. And he just came in, worked hard. He's one of the biggest competitors that you'll ever meet. And he had that ERA in the ones last year and he didn't even throw his best pitch, he didn't even throw his changeup. So this year, I don't even want to imagine, especially in live AB is when he's facing me, what that'll look like. <laughs> and uh, no, and, and I want to shout him out just by saying the last thing he just got a first team all, preseason, all American from perfect game accolade and and I could not be more happy for him. He worked so hard. So that's, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know last year's experiences, you think team wise, I mean getting to the NCAA tournament, um, you know playing a couple of tough games, but but certainly uh, being able to to grow off of that. Has that shown as far as, you know, look, let's let's take that. let's take that up, uh, let's take last year up another level now. and I mean, you you know you see teams like like Fairfield kind of right around the corner from you guys, you know, carrying the batter for the the smaller conferences and you know, being a game away from super regionals and, you know, knowing that's, you know, if things go the right way, that's, that's easily going to be you guys this year.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't say easily. I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't say easily, but
0: I, and, and I, as I would say would I says could certainly, you could certainly see that happening. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the biggest thing for us, yeah. Coach stressed that a lot. So we made a regional in 2019 Northeastern did before I got there. And the next year they had a not so great season. So in our opening meeting, literally that was probably the biggest point addressed that this will not happen again. And our like everyone kind of owned up to it, the coaches, the players. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not one person's fault. So the coach made it a huge point to say, listen, we do things a little different around here now. Okay. And this fall, is going to be the hardest fall that any of you have ever experienced and the coaches did an amazing job in challenging us making us better making us compete and we needed to develop leadership because we lost so much last year we we lost a lot of fifth year guys came back we had, we were very we were a very veteran roster last year And obviously with the the upperclassmen that got drafted and the upperclassmen that ended up leaving, we reloaded for sure. We're still young though. And again, I think the coaches and us as players, I got to give us some credit. We did a great job this fall of figuring out our leadership and that's still developing and that will still continue to develop, especially when games start. But like I said, that's a huge piece. And obviously chemistry is a huge piece. We had a meeting with our we had a team in the College World Series, I think it was 1966, and those guys came on and they basically just talked about chemistry and they told us stories the whole time, like about the stuff they would do together. So I think that is between between the leadership that we'll be able to develop and the reload pieces that we have, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think that is an attainable goal for us and, and honestly is our goal. This is super regional.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's interesting you you brought it up because so often in baseball, we talk about how do you handle failure, right? How are you able to bounce back? But I think it's sort of just as important because it gets lost a lot is how do you handle success, right? I mean, like, you know, does that blow your mind in the other direction and you can't follow up on it because that's, that's gotta be being the hunted is a, is a big thing too.
1: Yeah. I think it's all about embracing that, you know, like, when we show up to the ballpark now, we have a confident swagger. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, we know we're, we're, we're like, well, we, we really believe we'll win. Like the expectation, we won, a, we, we won 20 games straight. So the expectation is we're winning this game. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who we're really playing. But it's not an arrogant, it's, it's nothing arrogant. It's just more like, you know, I, I don't think they're too happy that they got to be playing us right now. So let's go out and, and do our jobs and compete and have that mindset. And just, let's just go steamroll.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So, so random question for you. Yeah. If baseball were out of the picture, what would Greg Bozo be doing? Cause I always see you as like wired for this game. Like, like it's uh, you. Know, like you said, you're a little kid every, every day and you get the chance to do what you love. So what, what, ha- what would happen if that wasn't in the picture?
1: I'd be working man I'd be probably working with my dad I would definitely he he's a contractor general contractor and I kind of like that stuff I've always been into like woodworking and and all that stuff so I'd honestly probably be at work with my dad but I'd probably have the same exact energy the same personality Mm -hmm. bring bring that to the workplace you know
0: that's right that's right man so I guess the you know, you're the guy that people want to if they're if they're stranded, if something happens, they need kind of like MacGyver skills back in the old days. That's that's you, Mr. Resourceful.
1: I don't know about that. Don't put that. But but uh, yeah, I guess I'm pretty resourceful. Excellent. So what's the So you love it up in Boston,
0: obviously. I mean, uh, we, we saw your day in the life. We certainly, uh, you know, that obviously a great place. What's the one thing that you miss that you don't get up there from, from kind of the central Jersey area that when you get home, is kind of like the first thing you go to.
1: I feel like you want me to say Taylor ham, egg and cheese or pork roll egg and cheese. <laughs> is, that, is that why you're, is that why you're asking this question? It isn't, but, but I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I always ask because it's, you know, it's either that or people
0: will say pizza a lot. Um, no, I just, I just think it's a, uh, that's good. It's it's good that you're a real uh, New Jerseyan. That, that that would be where you go. So that's that's
1: you know you always have that. That's important. Yeah, no, I honestly think that would be the answer too. Though I love Taylor Ham and Megan Cheese.
0: Where's your go-to for it up in uh,
1: in
0: in in the Ridge area?
1: In the Ridge area, Brush's Deli, right in the center of town. The best.
0: So now we got to call them and get them to sponsor this. Obviously, we'll do it. <laughs> Nil rights from uh, from Brush's Deli. Is that what we're looking for? I'm
1: sure they put something together for us, a little package.
0: I think so. For you, I don't know they would for me. Mike, you're the man. To <laughs> um, so think back to your pre-college career, or even you know the the first year, um, proudest moment on the field.
1: Proudest moment on the field. It uh, was the last dance tournament, and uh, that was like a, the tournament ran in New Jersey for since the, all, the, all the spring season got canceled with COVID. The last dance tournament, we're playing uh, St. Peter's Prep. This is when I was still committed to LaSalle, too. That's important later in the story. St. Peter's prep at Caven Point. I don't know if you're familiar with Caven Point, but it is one of the largest fields in New Jersey. Like it is a football field, literally a football field in the outfield. And I think left field's like 350 or something like that. And then there's a big field house in left field over the fence. So that tournament was huge for us, obviously, because I told you we had such large expectations and yeah. we put it on ourselves for that year. And so that's the quarterfinals and we're down six to two. And I think it was the sixth inning and we load the bases or no, we, I'm sorry. We, we get two men on and I come up to the plate and I hit the furthest ball I've ever hit in my life. On the first pitch, I saw the left field. I hit a ball on like onto the roof of the field house in left field over the fence. And it was, one of the just like the craziest moment. As soon as I hit it, I knew. And I just went wild around the bases. Like I almost got thrown out of the game. Let's just like, because I, I was just going crazy. And later I found out. It was just ironic that I was still committed to Sal at that time. There was actually a Northeastern commit on, on uh, who the St. Peter's I said, I think I, hopefully I said St. Peter's we were playing St. Peter's and yeah. So there was a Northeastern and When I got to Northeastern, he was like, dude, you're the kid that hit the ball on top of the roof. He was like, I've been playing there since I was five years old and I've never seen anybody hit a home run at that field. So that was just like a crazy moment. We ended up, we ended up losing the game, but that was, that was a, for a personal moment. That was crazy. The best team moment was definitely when we sh- when we just shelled Bridgewater my junior year in the state in the state uh, semifinals we beat them like thirteen to one it was awesome.
0: That's all that is. That's that's crazy and that kind of gives you that instant credibility at Northeastern too, right? It's. Didn't...
1: No, that's something. That's something. You got to earn credibility every day, and yeah.
0: So you've always. Yeah, you know, to you, you know, the, the, the leadership we said was important also kind of working with and, and, and helping younger guys, um, you know, what's one message that you would give to, you know, guys who are just kind of starting the, the real hard part of the journey, you know, the high school years, because I feel like if you're, you know, the, the guys who are really good are probably dominating on the little field, but, but if you get into the point where you're in ninth, 10th grade, you know what's kind of the 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 Greg Bozzo piece of advice that we're uh, we'd we want to give out?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. What would I tell my ninth or tenth grade self? I would tell myself to work hard because I love working now, and I know how big of a piece that is. But like freshman, sophomore year of high school. I definitely could have worked harder and I'm not a big, what if guy, but like looking back, there's the obvious question. Like, what if I put the time in that I do now, even freshman year? I mean, I I started working, I started working like freshman year. I started working like pretty hard sophomore year. And then that just has scaled up, but Freshman year, like, what if, what if I just came in with that killer mentality already? You know, and that's hard as a young kid. But if it's what you want, and that's a big thing, you have to, you sort of have to realize what you want too. Like, if baseball is something you really love and it's been in, if it's in your life and it's in your family, like, there's a good chance you'll, you'll want to stick with it. So I would say just, yeah, just work hard, man. I mean, it's just the little things too, like extra stretching, extra throwing extra, like while you're watching a movie, like you just practice your swing. Like, it's just, it's just the little things that really add up. And it's crazy when they finally do and, and you see what it culminates into and then it'll all be worth it. It's all worth it. Yeah. The, work hard and because it'll all be worth it. That's, that's what I would say. We've seen,
0: uh, we've seen you on the BPC footage a little bit lately down in uh, South, very South Jersey. We know that's not, our sense of geography says that's not close to, to Ridge at all.
1: So <laughs> yeah.
0: to Ridge. Um, obviously it's a pretty neat environment. I know you love it down there. How did that, uh, how did you get connected with starting to go making the long
1: ride? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you know, Drew Conover. Mm-hmm. Seton yeah. Hall. Seton Hall guy. So I played with him, Diamond Jacks, for six years, longer than that, probably seven years or something, because he was there. He's been there longer than six years. He was there since he was, like, 10. So, no, but but uh, we just created a great relationship over Diamond Jacks, and I texted him because I knew I wanted to catch some – I've been working on some things defensively, and I wanted to catch some really good guys this break. No, Drew, no better place. Yeah, well, what what better guy, Drew – I couldn't speak more highly of him, man. Give him a shot real quick. He's throwing 95 mile an hour
0: sinkers merging stud this year for Seton Hall, for sure. Yeah,
1: he, he's, he's just, he'll tear it up. I mean, he's a, he's a beast man, but yeah. So I got connected with him. He's like, yeah, I'm throwing a BPC come down. And I went down and the first day I went down, I think I caught eight pens. So it's just, it's a barn. It's an actual barn of just pro college and the best high school talent you'll you'll find in New Jersey or or in the area I mean actually one kid flew in from California and got an apartment over there for like I think it was like two months just because he wanted to train there I mean the place is doing something right I mean it's awesome so that's how I got connected through Drew and then now I I've I've created an amazing relationship with the owner just because of basically just because of my energy during bullpens. (laughs) Who, Mike? We talking about here Mike, or Yeah, okay. Mike, Mike, and well, and and cheeks, and uh, but I've just created this crazy good relationship with them where, like, I'm just they want me to catch their pens and stuff. So I, he he texts me and I'm going down there. It's it gets to be a lot, but it's worth it. I mean, you go down there, you get your work, and and they're amazing people. They're it's all about the player.
0: Agreed. Um, last question for you. Yeah, take away baseball. It's another one of those questions. What's your favorite part about Northeastern?
1: While it was the hardest thing to adjust to, it is my favorite now the diversity of Northeastern and, and how many different connections and networking opportunities there are. I mean, you see people, I honestly. It, it feels like I'm the minority in my classes just because of how many foreign students, uh, just students from all over the place that we attract. And a lot of that's due to the co-op program, which is, I can explain real quick. You want me to explain that real quick? Yeah, sure. The co-op program is just, it's basically you work instead of going to school for a semester. Mm-hmm. So that's why North, a lot of people graduate in five years. Yep. You or you have to take summer classes, but most people just do a five years because they have a five year masters too. But you basically just work a job, and it's set up by Northeastern and the, the connections. So, like I said again, the connections, and networking—that's awesome. And no, for sure, yeah. So the diversity, man, that's what I would say because you get to meet all these new people, and they're so cool. It's it's just great, great environment. Absolutely, Greg Bazo, our guest today, Jersey Baseball Show.
0: We are uh, ready to get you back off to school and uh, start to, uh, to to dominate the CAA again this year. And uh, let's see how we how we do with uh, with Northeastern. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you again, Mike. This was this was this
0: was great, man.